most of the time, those people don't end up being wealthy. They end up looking wealthy. And there's a difference between being wealthy and looking wealthy. Usually looking wealthy means that there's a lot of debt behind that supports that kind of lifestyle. Being healthy, financially speaking especially, means that you have your house in order. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration so you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We are hosts, Leo Sabo and David Thompson, and on today's episode, well, it's going to be a little bit different than normal. Actually, David's not here today, so I am doing this episode solo uh, with his approval, and uh, it's going to be a little bit different than what you guys are normally used to, because over the next two to three months, we're going to be offering a beta course for a few of our listeners. We've already began that process. We'll actually start officially on the first of next month. But we're working very hard to put this content together and make this experience beneficial both for the user and, of course, for us to learn more from it so that we can offer a course down the road, hopefully by about mid-year, to everyone else who would be interested in it. And it hopefully will be something that will be of great benefit to many. But while we're working on building this course, we did say that we're going to either pause or minimize the content that we're going to offer through the podcast but to be honest, both of us talking about it felt kind of funny about that, and we don't want to pause the podcast. So we're going to still do some interviews. We're still going to do some smaller episodes, short in length, like the one we're going to do today. And hopefully it'll still be a benefit to you, something a little bit different, but still reinforcing the principles and the content that we've been speaking about all these years. So hopefully you'll find this content helpful today. It actually comes from a blog I recently read and the title of it is The Five Biggest Mistakes People Make With Their First Million. And it was written by a gentleman named Stephen Richal. And he's a CFP, uh, has his own practice. So I came across this blog. I read it because it caught my attention from the title, which a good title will do that. And this one certainly did it for me. But in reading it, I realized something that I thought would be beneficial to share with you guys. Now, you may be thinking, wait a minute, Leo, I don't have a million. I haven't made my first million. And to that, I would say, you haven't made your first million yet. You have to have the right mindset and believe that if you practice good financial principles, if you live by these principles of good financial management that we've been talking about for several years now, that that's just an eventuality. It will happen. It's just a matter of time. So this is relevant to you not after you make the million, but prior to and after. So that's why I wanted to share with all of you. So let's talk through these and see if you can see what I saw in these five mistakes that people make with their first million. Number one is keeping up with the Joneses. Now, here's what's interesting about this. David and I have talked about this many times, that lifestyle and choosing to spend on purpose, that's our first step to purposeful living, is spending on purpose. That when you spend on purpose you're not going to try to keep up with the Joneses because you're going to look at what is important to you. You're going to look at the values you have, and you're not going to try to chase what others are doing. You're going to be focused on what you're doing. What got you to a place of financial security, all the discipline, everything that you've done, should continue to guide and direct what you're going to do in the future. So although it's tempting when you look at others and what they're spending on and what shiny objects they might have in their lives, remember that that's not what life is really about. That most of the time, those people don't end up being wealthy. They end up looking wealthy. 
And there's a difference between being wealthy and looking wealthy. Usually looking wealthy means that there's a lot of debt behind that supports that kind of lifestyle. Being healthy, financially speaking especially, means that you have your house in order. And getting there takes the discipline of living on purpose, spending on purpose, saving, investing, building margin, all the things that we talk about. So I'm quite confident that if you continue to listen to Getting Money Right, if you live by these principles that we've been talking about all these years, that you will not make this mistake of keeping up with the Joneses. So let's take a look at number two mistake that people make with their first million, and that's not setting the next goal. Not setting the next goal. You see, when you and I manage money and have a purpose for managing that money and we set goals, we have to plan not just when we reach that goal, but what will be our next goal. So in this article, it talks about how if you make your first million, you can't rest. You can't just say, well, I made my first million. That's it. I'm done. Now I can just rest on my laurels and I can just take it easy and live the good life. No, that will more than likely cause you to lose your first million and recede. So the idea here is that we should always pursue the next thing. Let me give you a quick example. When my wife and I first started managing our finances by a written plan, we set some goals. One of those goals was to pay off our mortgage early. So we were making double payments on the mortgage. We did that for several years until we finally reached that goal. But the important thing for us was we were not just setting that goal as a finish line. We we're setting that goal in order to reach the next goal and the next goal. So the next goal beyond the mortgage was that we would be able to save adequately to put our two daughters through college and not have them borrow to go to school. So as soon as our mortgage was paid off, we repurposed that extra money that was going to the mortgage, now being free, to go toward college saving. And then beyond that, we had a next goal which is that we would give more every month. So every time we reached a milestone, we had the next goal already in line to be attacked. And this is something that's very important for us because if we don't purposefully plan what we're going to do with the money, if it comes before the plan is in place, I guarantee you this, this is something that we have experienced also, is that when we did not have a goal, that the money was just wasted, that it was spent. Money does not just sit. It's used. And if you have no purpose for it, it will find a purpose. Uh, we are human beings who have eyes and desires and needs and wants, and that money will just flow out. So it's really important to set the next goal. Otherwise, whatever you attained could eventually be lost. Or if nothing else, you'll lose ground. You'll lose opportunities that will be ahead of you in order to continue to move positively and purposefully on your financial journey. All right, so the third mistake that people make with their first million is not protecting their wealth. Now, according to the article, people get greedy and begin to take bigger risks um, because they hope for bigger returns. And that's unfortunate because that's probably not what got them the first million. And all of a sudden, they just want to expand and expand. And they feel like because they have a million, maybe they can take bigger risks and they can afford to lose more. But that's not a smart way to think about it. There's never a good reason to take unnecessary risk. So that's one of the things that, that this article talks about is don't get greedy. Don't start to bite off more than you can chew, so to speak, and take risks that aren't necessary. Another way that people fail to protect their wealth is by not being properly insured. In episode 133, we talked with Harry Stout about the seven areas to consider buying insurance coverage for. And this is something that's really important. 
insurance is one of the ways that you can protect your wealth. And it's not something that you want to avoid uh, simply because you want to save some money. It is a great, great investment to buy insurance coverage for these areas so that your wealth is protected. And one last way to protect your wealth, according to the article and something that David and I have talked about many times, which is to preserve and manage your cash flow really, really well. And that really focuses on building margin, always having enough set aside for the unexpected or for opportunities to invest. Cash flow is really important. Having access to liquid assets, such as a considerable savings account, is crucial to preserving your wealth because you won't be tempted to have to go into your retirement accounts or long-term savings in order to get through a short-term financial downturn. The fourth mistake that people make with their first million is spending before saving. Now, this is very familiar to those of you who have been listening to us for a while because step number two in our four steps to purposeful living is save before you spend. And the idea here, obviously, is that you pay yourself first. See, if you don't make saving a priority, then it will either never happen, or if it does happen, it won't be to the degree and with the intensity and purpose that you want it to be. In other words, if you wait to save after you spend, there probably won't be enough for you to save. But if you prioritize saving and you put it first, if you decide I'm going to save 10, 15% of my income every single month and I'm going to do it first, I'm going to do that before I spend anything, that will ensure that your savings is always happening and it's protected. But more importantly, it allows you then to be more intentional about your spending, which is rule number one of our four steps to purposeful living. All right, so let's look at number five mistake that people make with their first million. Number five is not diversifying. This is something you've heard us say before. The way we put it and the way the article actually states it is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Different types of investment react differently. So having different types of investments will protect you from losing or having a significant loss in downturns. Maybe consider different types of investing as well beyond stocks and bonds or mutual funds, which is a great place to start potentially some real estate assets such as income property or alternative assets or maybe even a business interest. Whatever you do, what's important is that you realize that if you put everything in one investment, there's a good chance that that could be lost. So don't do that. That's a good way to make a huge mistake with a significant amount of your wealth. All right. So as a quick overview of these five mistakes, let's go over them very quickly. Number one, keeping up with the Joneses. Number two, not setting the next goal. Number three, not protecting your wealth. Number four, spending before saving. And number five, not diversifying. Now, here's the reason this article stood out to me. As I read through these five mistakes, I realized something. These mistakes should not be avoided just by those who have made their first million. These mistakes should be avoided by everyone, no matter where you are on your financial journey. And I hope over the last three years as you've listened to Getting Money Right, you have heard us talk about each one of these in one way or another to reinforce the right way to manage money, to save before you spend, to spend on purpose, to protect yourself by having proper insurance, and really having a holistic financial plan. We believe that the four financial steps to purposeful living that we've created reinforce this model 
of managing money for a lifetime. And it's something that we hope will benefit you as you consider it, as you apply it to your own life, as you continue to listen to Getting Money Right. Well, I want to thank you for joining me for this episode, and I hope it was beneficial to you. I hope this information will help you to avoid these five mistakes in your own financial life. If you want to continue to receive this kind of content, please subscribe to our podcast, either on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app you're using. And if you like what you're hearing, please rate and leave us a review. So many people have been connecting with us and letting us know that someone recommended this podcast to them and they're grateful for the content and they're grateful for the information. And you could do that. You can share it with someone else and they can also benefit. To gain access to this podcast show notes, financial tools, and other relevant content, visit leosaber.com where you will find me and everything I'm up to. You can also go to stewardshippastors.com. That's where David hangs out, where he's helping church leaders and churches build stewardship ministries and really address this from the spiritual side of things. So please visit his website, check out his book, Jesus on Money, and find out more about what David is doing in that area. Well, again, thank you for joining me, and I hope you'll join me and David next time so that together we can keep getting money right. Having access to liquid assets, such as a considerable savings account, is crucial to preserving your wealth because you won't be tempted to happen to go into your retirement accounts or long-term savings in order to get through a short-term financial downturn. Mm-hmm.